0: Hello RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Role Playing as Smart People. No, we don't know how to be professional. We were just talking about this. Leave it uh, in. Oh my god, uh, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about uh, when it comes to anything RP- RPGs and tabletop. Uh, my name is Santa, and I'm glad you can tune in again. Uh, joining me as always, I have Mr. Finder and Scott W. Say hello, guys. Sibilance, sibilance. Hello. I can't. (laughs) Okay, the reason why is because I was like, okay, I'm going to change up uh, the intro because we never talk about news and we haven't done any reviews yet. So I'm going to change it up. And then I get to that part and my brain just looks at it and I'm just like, no, it doesn't work. I can say (laughs) the old one now perfectly fine. I changed up for literally like eight words and I made it shorter and I screwed it all up. I don't get it. (laughs)
1: It's like Benji trying to ask out a new girl in Pitch Perfect (laughs) 2.
0: Pretty much. Um, Anyways, on today's episode, we're going to be discussing dice mechanics as well as other non-conventional or gimmick systems. Uh, So just to start it off, you guys got a favorite dice? What do you mean? You know, D four, D six, D eight.
1: What's your favorite polyhedron? <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much. Hey, we all have it when it comes to playing a game.
2: Um, I don't know. I, I like the D tens, the D eights. The the shape is nice, and they're easy to spin.
0: I've always, I don't know, I love D sixes. I they're the uh, boring. most. I know they're the most most basic ones, but it's also the easiest one to roll, like thirty of them. And I love throw. If I can throw out more dice, I, I I'm in heaven. What are you talking about? You can throw out any
1: number of any dice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, except like D100s and D30s, maybe.
2: Go with White yeah. Wolf, man. They they do a dice pool with D10s. Yeah,
1: I'll go totally unconventional. I like the um, I like the D7. Boom, Dun- <laughs> dungeon crawl it? classics. Yes, it is.
2: is yeah, you say say, it's it's like a pentagon, bro.
1: <laughs> or... Google uh zaki dice for dungeon crawl classics dungeon crawl classics uses a d2 a d3 a d4 a d5 a d6 oh a d7 a d8 a d10 a d12 a d14 d16 a d20 and a d24 and i'm, just, I'm,
2: I'm disappointed that it doesn't have a d11 i, I don't
1: they probably could make one right i mean the shapes are so damn weird but yeah yeah there's a whole thing of zaki dice yeah, then the DCC uses all these cool dice for dice chaining.
0: That is the weirdest dice I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it's baller.
2: Well, back in the day, back in the day, I'm not seeing what this one looks like, but back in the day, the D7 was like a pentagon. It literally was. Yep. Yeah,
1: pentagon. so you have those. The D5s are, are like pentagons too. Um, mm-hmm. But l- companies are trying to do experiments with weird shapes and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, man.
0: Anyone who's listening, like, just look it up. It honestly looks like they actually just printed the numbers on the wrong part of it. Like a misprint. Like, it's the weirdest thing.
1: I like I like how you went from, D7's not real, you dumbass, to like, oh my I god. I didn't even
0: think, it, I didn't say you dumbass. I just didn't yeah. think it was a real thing. Like
1: That's not, I heard dumbass. Finder?
2: I, I heard dumbass as well. <laughs> I, I thought we were all friends here, but apparently we know uh, we know where we stand.
1: This podcast is canceled. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's your yeah. answers. What about, but and yeah. you said you like the D6.
0: Yeah, I, I like the D6. I honestly find it's just like, you can find them anywhere. Uh, so if you forget your dice, you can literally drive down to Walmart and pick up in 10 seconds. Um, yeah. But, also i don't know they just come in so many cool colors and i know the other ones do too but like usually <laughs> usually if you're buying bulk like a bulk set of dice you're not going to find like a bulk set of like d10s or d12s you're going to find <laughs> them mostly d6. you're going to get so much hate on twitter for this why people are going to send you thousands of links to bulk dice you can I'm buy blank dice, by different shapes <laughs>
1: this is amazing this is this has gone from let's talk about weird mechanical shit to like let's discuss
0: what you don't know about dice <laughs> <laughs> well you're not wrong <laughs> yeah did you no. know i
1: saw a dice shaped like a triangle
0: holy crap <laughs> oh my god Now this is just like how much how much of an idiot can we make santa look like That's no like it's so not it <laughs>
1: I, it's 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 sweet of how innocent you are about dice like yeah i could order probably a thousand d6s right now but i can only buy one d10 at a time
0: no but you know what i mean like if you go to any gaming shop or something like that on average you'll be able to buy d6s like uh-huh. in bulk you'll either be able to buy a full set of done like you know d dice yeah, yeah. or you'll have to buy them all individually like i'm talking about game shops i know if you go on no, no, Monday, I'm Amazon tracking. And all that but yeah i'm, I'm tracking
1: just... this is awesome except for those I'm... tubes of uh, vampire dice that come in d10s yeah.
0: <laughs> i don't think my shop it. actually has those to be honest
1: oh well, vampires uh died out and uh, is no longer popular or uh important so yeah that's fair. hot take hot spicy take put a pen in it <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: How to, next topic for next time, how to kill your brand in five <laughs> easy steps. <laughs> that's a topic so, yeah. we really need to do for some of these companies.
0: Oh my, you want to do, like that's where the, that's where, you know, I can start throwing back in that thing with reviewing where we're not reviewing uh-huh. the actual mm-hmm. RPG. We're reviewing the company.
1: Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> That'll several, get us. There's paint. several game companies that have all but destroyed their brand. Oh. But anyway, dice mechanics. Sorry, so we got our favorite dice. What is your non-favorite Dice mechanic, uh,
2: mechanic or die? I say mechanic,
0: I think they're kind of intertwined if you think about it. So, well, not necessarily because, like, like, I hate
2: the d4 because it's just a pain in the butt, it doesn't roll.
1: No, I'm talking about like, I love Savage World's action cards at the table. I think a deck of card playing cards is changes the way initiative flows completely, and I I probably would use it in all games if I could,
2: yeah. I mean, when we're talking that type of thing, like I, I hate static initiatives. So it's like roll once, and then you follow that same order for at infinite item. I hate that. But so boring. Yeah. yeah.
1: Santa I... any any mechanic
0: dice mechanic um, non-dice mechanic god damn, oh non-dice yes, is this microphone does. not working what's no, your favorite non-dice I, mechanic i am totally off today i'm sorry you are <laughs> i this am is the greatest episode <laughs> can, ever can, can, can we
2: redo the intro no hello welcome to <laughs> oh. yeah not red.
1: not non-dice mechanic Ooh. or so even good. like a maybe a weird one like some people really like the um what do you call it that shit uh we used to not play it back in the day. Fate, like the fate dice. They're dice, but they're oh, not yeah. really dice, right? They're symbols.
0: Uh, I'm not a fan of the fate dice. I do like, and I, it's going to sound like a broken record because we always talk about Savage Worlds, but I do like the the card initiative. I remember when I first started playing it, it was like with a couple people before you guys, and they just we read it and we just completely kiboshed it. We didn't even touch it. We just went to rolling every single time. And to be honest, I felt like I kind of, now using it, I felt like I kind of was left out. Oh, well, So, yeah, yeah. honestly, I, I love just cards in RPGs in general. Yeah. I think they're such a great addition. And I don't know why more companies don't just implement a deck of cards like um, actually one of my favorite ones. It's a war game, uh, but it's actually Malifaux. Um, and the whole system is played with a deck of cards and you also have and my favorite part of it is actually how you have a hand like you have like depending on like what it is but i think it's like five or six cards it's been a long time since i looked at the rules and you can actually cheat in cards in order to get better advantage right so if it's like oh shit i need, i really need to do this well i'm going to i have like I'm just going to say, like, uh, I only have a three. I'm going to cheat in a ten. Or even they have it with, uh, even with the, like, the suits. So it's like, okay, well, this effect is actually going to go off on, uh, they have different names for it, but I'm going to just say, like, uh, a spade. This effect goes off on a spade. And so you cheat in a spade so that you're able to actually get that effect on top of it. And I I always thought it was just the coolest kind of, um, you know, mechanic
2: Well, I mean, the other things that cards are good for are adding other elements, right? Like Mm -hmm. what what you're describing almost sounds a little bit like adventure cards in Savage Worlds, where the adventure card allows the player some control over the narrative to some degree, right? Um, As an example there's a card called out of the frying pan which allows you to get out of some really bad situation that you just can't get out of or you don't know how to get out of or you're tired of the situation so like you play that card it's okay you're now out of that situation and now you're into something worse potentially but it's different and you may have unclogged a, a potential stall in the in the narrative so uh cards can be used for all sorts of cool things
1: well yeah, yeah look at um so so, Pathfinder had these. Pathfinder has a whole bunch of card sets, like Chase cards, social combat cards, which are phenomenal. They they are much more interesting than any boring nonsense that's going to come out of everyone's suck holes at the table, uh, because it presents you a cool situation, and there's a whole mini game involved in that, which I think is kind of what we're looking at, right? Is like these little mini games. I mean, that's the whole reason I wrote the narrative chase deck for Savage Worlds, and it did really well. And then, lo and behold, Savage Worlds Pathfinder now has a chase deck in it, and the chases aren't just a bunch of normal poker cards put down on the tabletop and what these cards do is it's like, Hey, there's, um, I don't know, a pile of dung in the street. You can jump over it with uh, a dexterity or agility, or you can, you know, plow through it and, uh, you know, not vomit on yourself using constitution or vigor. And so that's just much more interesting when you start flipping mm-hmm. these cards over and you're like, Oh, now we're building this cool narrative and we can all sort of giggle and laugh and really play it out because normally it's like, well, what do you, uh, where are you running to? Okay. We're, we take this turn. Okay, cool. There's a building there. There's a rain barrel, you know, it's just like, okay, cool. You know, cause on this, on the fly is really hard, but if you got these cool card mechanics, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I recommend everyone pick up is pathfinder cards if you can, cause you can use them for almost any game yeah. um, or the narrative chase action. There.
0: Also speaking of like, even like cards, um, there's one RPG uh, unbound. It's more of a universal system. Um, but it's really unique cuz it only uses cards and even how the damage works um when you do an attack you'll usually have two cards to pick from towards doing your attack but the suit actually is the thing that dictates the damage that's cool so you could pick a higher higher one but it may actually cause you to um it may cause you to either do one damage or you could pick a lower one kind of gamble with it and maybe do four damage because i think everything it's just one to four damage and even how they do their stamina it's like so your actions and everything have stamina and that pretty much is also your buffer towards damage and you can replenish it but you also will have cards completely taken out of your deck which can cause you to die um and essentially like you have your stamina point right there, which is your health. And you need to actually like recoup yourself in order to keep yourself going. And even certain actions will cause you to kind of burn through stamina. So it's a really interesting game. I think I, I don't know, Have you guys checked out Unbound? I'm not too mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, I have not. Yeah. I really like it, but I haven't yeah. gone into play yet, but it, if you want a nice cooperative game that doesn't use dice, it it looks like a lot of fun and it's pretty simple like they made it so that it only lasts like on average like seven sessions and then you can create a <laughs> whole new world or you can create a whole new story in the same world that's it's smart really
1: that's nice. the average uh amount of sessions that uh d campaigns last
0: yeah so, well yeah. i think on average most campaigns only yeah. last six or seven yeah, it's,
1: it's not very long but i know people get big mad they try to proclaim how they've been playing the same game since 1965 <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't. Well, really, I, I can I say re- that I have been. I started <laughs> yeah. playing
2: while I was in my mother's womb.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like this, this giant insult to be like, okay, well, I, you know, it's it's like when boomers say real dumb shit, and it's like, I'm going to tell you a secret. We have the f- internet, and we have
0: statistics.
1: <laughs> Computers keep track of all kinds of shit going on on the internet right now, like videos and audio and things of use and login cycles and. It's like back in the '90s. Remember when GeoCities had that cute little counter of page visits? Imagine that for real in 2022. <laughs> 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 it's just like it's just stop pretending. Okay. So I will know. tell you this, right? Yeah, it's just like come on, man. Like stop. I get them people in my office too, because I'm a Gen Xer, and there are a lot of Gen Xers with me, but they still have Boomer attitudes about shit. They're like, no, nah, no one said that. Like, bitch, you know the internet's real. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, for people that are like that, though, it's like be proud that you're an outlier. Don't question Mm -hmm. the statistic. I'm an outlier. I'm playing in a deadlands game that's been going for multiple sessions over years now, and we take breaks between sessions because we rotate gming. But yeah, that's awesome. I'm an outlier,
0: (laughs)
1: right? Yeah, it just is what it is. I mean, hell, it just is what it is. So you asked a question about why more games don't incorporate cards and stuff into it. Yep. Do you want to? Do you want to know why?
0: I would love to know why.
1: The average gamer. And Finder can, can jump in here after I say the terrible things. The average gamer playing the average game, which is Dungeons & Dragons, old school d and more, more than any probably, lose their utter goddamn minds at the thought of anything new hitting the table.
2: It, 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 unless it's right. a source book with <laughs> <make it> <laughs> yeah. yeah. as long as it says Watsy on it, it's just like oh it makes, it yeah. makes sense now
1: or you know it's like oh well Gary Gygax, we un, we unearthed this treasure trove of you know like that thing that just happened they're like looking at all these old notes from one of the dudes who play with Gygax and he's like oh yeah you know just can confirm one more time that Gygax he wrote all these games and didn't actually use any of the goddamn rules he wrote uh you know i'm
0: I'm just now imagining now it's just some people like oh god i hate this it uses cards it's made by wizards of the coast this thing is awesome oh bro (laughs) it's
1: constant just constant they've
0: got they've got the taroka deck now yeah
1: right and it's only used for strahd how dare you yeah i
0: think you can also (laughs) buy the deck of many things which is essentially just a way to destroy any campaign
1: it is but it's still fun but yeah i mean in general you'll see like a lot of complaints people don't want cards because to them it's a delineation between tabletop role-playing game and tabletop board game which is weird because tabletop board games are such vastly different monsters than a role-playing game that you know
0: yeah and like i mean hell i turned
1: sorry i I I turned hero quest into a role-playing game with my son it's not really a role-playing game it's a it's a board game you know but i would tell the story and we would play the game and he would roll the die you know like Mm-hmm. it's just great
0: yeah I, like i kind of get that but at the same time people are like well this is a rpg it's not a board game but you're you're playing on a on a on a battle mat moving <laughs> with, piece, with dolls, moving pieces on either squares or hexagons <laughs> with limited um, moves with, with limited rolls. moves yes. what if and, i told you that the spices following a key structure <laughs> and both actions movement and when each player can take their turn yes it's almost like it's a thing Uh, i mean (laughs) yeah it's uh
1: like i said one of the conversations we have coming up is uh i'll just tease it D&D is not a role-playing game but that's okay (laughs) we'll get to that
0: topic Yeah, we still need to record that one at some point and just expect to be cancelled off the internet. Like, seriously, just taken off Podbean will just cancel us. That (laughs) that
1: which is cancelled cannot be cancelled. Ooh. (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, um, even like, because we talked about favorite dice, but yeah, even like Mm. dice mechanics. I find the one thing that's interesting about dice is even though it is used all the time, people always seem to find new and unique ways to actually use them oh, and there's yeah. so many different systems out there like even uh just because i was on a little bit of a kick of reading over all the lore and everything on uh legends of the five ring um i never thought about doing like you know roll eight keep four You're right yeah yeah and yeah. it's such a smart way to do it like i'm in practice i haven't seen it because we haven't played it yet Hint, hint. but um mm-hmm but i can like it would be interesting because one of the clans they're supposed to be sneaking all that and they're also supposed to seem slightly inept the scorpion clan um so purposely failing your role in order to either like almost like get something more advantageous in the long run almost seems like a lot of fun but
1: yeah sure i mean yeah. Well, uh, what was that? Like even some of the smaller games, like, well, the, the, like OSR, like Black Hack has a usage die and it's kind of neat. You know, you have something, a certain die roll occurs, you roll the usage die. And if you hit the, the max value on that die, then, uh, your, uh, your weapon degrades or your equipment degrades. And that's how you determine if you're using ammo and your shit's breaking.
0: Oh, so that's very really cool. Yeah.
1: Very simple stuff. Right.
0: Yeah yeah what out of curiosity like the only the only dice where personally i'm not the biggest fan and i just it's just because i find it too swingy is the d20 and it it it's mostly uh, to before i was kind of neutral on it but i played a war game that actually used the d20 and that's where i started to really not really like it because it it just it can fl- swing so far one way to the other and you need so many like you know a pl- you need like a plus seven or a plus eight in order to make it feel like oh yeah my character can do what he's supposed to do and i i just find is, is that a is that a problem with the d20 or is
2: that a problem with the mechanics and, and the reason i say that is if you think about it a d20 is nothing but increments of five percent
0: there you go yeah it might All be true. a problem with the sim- system then like it's a it's a pretty popular system but well it's
1: just in general like i got some pushback oh uh, like one of the more negative comments that i had, which is but the, the dude was really cool about it and they handled it really well and they did exactly what i would have told to do anyway is like uh, mm-hmm. neon blood's target number is a 16 which is one higher than the default for and D&D. D's default is 15 and people really complain about it but i did it in 16 because in neon blood your characters aren't little mewlings like in DD first level characters you know neon blood you got cybernetics you got guns you got gear you got a lot of shit going for you and you know he was like well we just thought it was too high so we just went ahead and lowered it I was like cool easy day like it's your game do whatever the hell you want but you know there's always a reason for that and neon blood's played on a d20 and yeah that 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 makes it a real difficult number to hit but in my mind there's enough bonuses going on that you can do it Um, But I think maybe some other games are kind of like that where they look at they're like, Hey, there's enough bonuses going on that you really can do this.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you know, you're not wrong. It's, it's weird. It is definitely a mechanic issue. It's not the dice because the dice are just, it's like people in savage worlds who are like, Oh, everything should be a D four because you know, it, uh, it aces 25% of the time. Okay, cool. Now do that math backwards and tell me how often it fails then. Yeah. You know,
2: (laughs)
0: No, exactly that's yeah. definitely like a fair point like i i'm basing it off of this couple of games i had with uh was it stargrave um which is oh, pretty much uh yeah. it's the sci-fi version of frostgrave if you guys ever heard of that, that uh-huh. game. a yeah. lot of fun and it's nice because it's more of a narrative one and for this like for a more narrative war game where it's meant to be played over multiple different sessions I think it's all right because it's not something crazy competitive, Uh, but I can never see anything competitive coming out of that just based off the system system and how swingy the dice actually is. My Mm -hmm. only other experience with the war game would be uh, pretty much D6s, which I think anyone... Whoever war games can probably guess from me liking to throw a lot of D6s what game that is.
1: <laughs> but it's pretty much, there's a lot of war games, right? D6 is kind of the standard. Change oh, yeah, started total. out with D6s, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, um, I'm trying to think. I know, yeah, 40K AOS, uh, even the one that I currently have downstairs that I have to build 80 something models for, and I'm only five down. Jesus uh, God. I know that one uses actually it's neat. That one uses a mixture of dice and cards.
1: Um, Very cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I find a lot of games tend to just go with D sixes.
1: Yeah. Well, you're right. You're not wrong. that it, As much as no. we broke your balls, you're not wrong that they are the easiest dice to find. Really? Yeah. You can rate any board game in your closet and be like, Oh, we suddenly have dice for shadow run.
2: Mm hmm. And, like I even and think when you want like, to go play Monopoly, it's like, where's the where are the elves? <laughs> <ghosts?" laughs> no. Never. Timmy, were you <laughs> pretending
1: were you pretending to be an elf again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, from your own experience, Scott, like what what dice would you actually say are like the ones that are the least used or even the ones that you like using the least when you're making a game? Oh,
1: duh! I try to use them all. I don't like the D4 really in a game. I I just, I don't like how they roll and they're just too easy to just, you know, fuck about with and cheat. Or step on. Step on. I mean, yeah, if you're that clumsy, but like the least used in a lot of things, but that's, you know, it's always remedied through trendy game systems and stuff. Is like the D12. I think the D12 is a cool die. You know, I like to see that in use more. There's a few systems out there that use it, but, you know, a lot of folks are like, you know, how come you went with uh, a regular D20 system for your first couple of games? I was like, well, because there's an open gaming license you may have heard about. And it's really easy to write for it. It's a built-in <laughs> audience, you know. If you can play d d you can play the, any of the two games that I currently have out. So it's easy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of it. I don't really – I don't disfavor anything. I try to get as creative as humanly possible with it and, right. try to spread the love.
0: Well even there's um Lucas from Blackfisk. He he his whole system is based off of D fours. Yeah. Right. And first I first Which like, means if
2: I'm gonna do that, I've gotta go buy some of those D4s that actually roll.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, right? The different ones. Yeah. yeah, those like weird kind of not really round, but round.
0: Yeah. But Oblongish. Think, yeah. 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 I think there's even the ones that are like the spin top ones that are like D4s. But for his game. Although I kind of agree with you guys that the D4, it's like, you know, it's it's okay to roll, but it's not that great. Um, in his game, it actually kind of makes sense to have the D4 and because he wanted to simplify the game as much as possible to see how simple you can have while still having a fun game and it being able to be played not over like, you know, 30 sessions, but for like four or five sessions. And he did that with literally an RPG that's even... Uh, was it like nintendo graphics Mm -hmm. for all the artwork he tried to simplify everything so that you can be able to go super fluid and the d4 itself i feel like it's just an extension of all that and he's almost kept that theme by using using the simplest dice so even for that like normally yeah i wouldn't like a d4 but for his game it really works
2: Although you realize you just contradicted yourself because the oh. D6 is the most basic die. Of
1: course. And it's also the, it's a pixel. Literally. I meant like more, most like simplest.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Back to breaking these balls. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up. You guys talk for the next hour. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny.
2: I was thinking
1: the same shit. I was like, a D6 is literally a pixel.
0: <laughs> it, it is. Well,
2: and and you could, like, if you get enough of them, you buy them in bulk, since they're the only ones you can get in bulk, oh, yeah. you can make <laughs> pixel art with them.
0: I, I meant, like, simpl- most simplest on, like, the numerical value. No, we're tracking. <laughs> I know. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. You guys are just so okay. mean to me sometimes. No, we're
1: not. It's funny. It's good. It's, good. it's, good. it's good, for, <laughs> good for the podcast. Oh, yeah. good for the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. See, yeah, dice mechanics. I mean, just mechanics in general. Just, you know, a lot of weird stuff out there.
0: Oh, there is. And even, like... Like I, I, I don't know how I feel about like gimmick dice. I that like one.
1: the fate dice, man. I'm not I like I don't necessarily care for the game itself. Yeah. But I designed a game using the fate dice because I I understand how it works and it's
0: kind of uh, plus negative and blank.
1: Yeah, it's super stupid. It's dumb easy. Like if you roll the dice, you roll four of them and you know, a minus cancels out a plus and the neutral is a neutral. Well, voila. What you have left <laughs> over is uh a good or a bad or a
0: neutral. <laughs> no, that's fair. And you can easily, yeah. even if you don't like it, you can just say five and six is a plus, one, two, negative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. in that respect, like, I don't, like, that's why, like, even though I'm not a huge fan of, like, buying gimmick dice that are specifically for a certain system. Yeah. I still like fate because I can easily translate it to something simplistic.
1: Yeah. Now the gimmick dice is a weird, is an interesting conversation because when, dungeon call classics first came out those dice were really really difficult to find like you had to try hard to get the zaki dice well so zaki is right that zaki dice back in in your possession if you didn't already have them and there were a lot of folks kind of in the camp that you're in and like oh this game's gonna fail well okay well fast forward you know and uh dcc is probably one of the best fantasy games out there to be honest and uh, now the, the dice are everywhere because they have the moles they have the um what do you mm-hmm. call that shit when you're legally authorized to do something?
2: Uh, Copyright? Yeah.
1: The patent. I didn't know they patented dice. This this dude on Reddit had this whole list of dice patents that he put up. And it was just like, what the hell am I looking at? How can you patent dice? They are shapes with numbers. That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. So, no, like for the basic dice, yeah. But like if you look at like uh, going back to L5R, 5R, who have very pretty dice, I would understand why they would copyright those dice. Sure, sure. Just so that they're the only suppliers of it. And that's why they can sell them for like 15 bucks for uh, 10 dice.
1: Yeah, now there's your gimmick dice. And talk about a system that has probably not done well because of the dice. In general, Genesis, uh, Star Wars, which is doing pretty well at first, and it's even starting to peter out. You can't go... You know, a couple of hours without seeing uh, used book sales online of all the Star Wars stuff.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like Gimmick Dice. It, it's definitely a massive gamble to do that. Yeah, because unless you have a really hardcore fan base, most of them will probably look at it and say, "Not for me." Like i I don't know how it's doing. I haven't actually seen much about it, but even like Games Workshop. They have their own patented, uh, stupid freaking ruler that they have for uh, Kill Team 2, where it literally is like, what is it? I think it's a, a square, a triangle, and something else. Mm-hmm. And instead of having numbers on it. And well,
1: Warhammer 3rd edition? Yeah. Did that. They had special dice.
0: Oh, no, this didn't... is a ruler. No, I'm tracking, but yeah. I mean they're
1: not. It's not immune to that brand of doing weird yeah. shit, you know. And honestly, I think Warhammer probably this is heresy. I think Warhammer, the fantasy game, plays better with the narrative dice than it does with regular dice,
0: huh?
1: Because of the the how how the, the Warhammer universe. But then again, I, I like the narrative dice in these systems because I think they're fun. Yeah, do do I, you mean
2: I, Warhammer or do you mean Swyhander?
1: No, Warhammer. Warhammer.
2: <laughs> I, I know oh, you're such an <laughs> asshole. Hey, but, <laughs>
1: I'll sit here and talk shit about Zweihander all day long because of the, the, the dirty inside baseball shit with, with all of that. But um, yeah, yeah, I was really shocked. And, you know, that Warhammer, I'm pretty sure it was third edition. It could be high on crack right now.
0: What uh, Was it for Warhammer Fantasy?
1: Yeah, it was Warhammer Fantasy third edition. I think it used a D8 and they, were, they had narrative shit to them, like little symbols and shit. Because I, I want to say Final Fantasy put it out and then it failed miserably. We can hear you live Googling. He's like, Final you're like Final
2: Fantasy or Fantasy Flight,
1: Fantasy Flight. Sorry. I'm like
2: I know enough about Final Fantasy. You know, it's a it video is third.
0: Game.
1: Third edition. All right. Santa is like my, my, my Jamie for I'm, I'm the Joe <laughs> Rogan of role-playing games.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no shit. We just, now you're we got wrong. canceled. God damn it. Cause you said Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Joe Rogan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but you see the dice, right? They had like the, the weird D8s and shit. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah find it you want me to put up a photo for, do you know how what the okay i found it on <laughs> no no i found it on ebay i found it on ebay oh tell me because how much, how much how is much they're it they're going for
1: about a thousand dollars 60 bucks oh i might have to what the dice the dice oh because they're not produced anymore yo I me have to i need to i need to buy the set of dice
0: here well, well, there's the ebay warhammer
2: warmer now, are you going to put that ebay link in the liner notes for the podcast no. so that people listening are like what's he
0: talking about
1: well, these people they're not, <laughs> they're not taking my ebay
0: uh i will put it up <laughs> oh chance chances are it's gonna be done uh by the time that you know
1: oh this is all this... yeah this is i'll have to use your links I, I i googled the wrong thing
0: yeah i just put warhammer fantasy rpg custom dice
1: yeah, anyway, but you see what I'm talking about, right? So they used that, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, see, you didn't even know that there was a Warhammer 3rd Edition.
0: <laughs> How no, well no, I, I knew there was a 3rd Edition. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I only looked at, um, was it 2nd Edition, which I think they had... I want to say that 2nd Edition had custom cards. Uh, it's been a long time since I looked at it, but I'm pretty sure one had something to do with cards.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, they basically—I think these dice kind of made it look too much like a war, a, a board game. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it was also third <laughs> third edition. Also had cards. I oh, didn't really. Okay. Yeah.
1: And yeah, they went all out, and it was yeah. Fantasy Flight. No, it was Games Workshop. I thought it was Fantasy Flight.
2: No, it, wasn't, no, it, was, it was Fantasy eBay. Flight. It's Fantasy Flight.
1: Damn! Look at that. I am good. Holy shit. I I am a savant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Man. Yeah, and the funny thing, like I know, I think this whole episode is, should just be called off-topic. We're barely talking about it. No, yeah, we're talking about dice and mechanics. We're yeah, talking but, about um, weird mechanics. But Warhammer, for like Warhammer or Games Workshop, I find they have a tendency to mm-hmm. come out with an actually a pretty good RPG and then totally not support it.
1: <laughs> and sabotage it to no they end.
0: sabotage it to no end. Like, yeah. uh, like Dark Heresy is an amazing game. The second edition improved on the first one. And then they're just like, yeah, we're done with it. And now in order to buy a book, it costs like 250 bucks.
1: Well, yeah, that's because to level up, you have to collect wood and you have to get enough wood in order to level up. But if Finder has a Don Quixote card, he automatically levels
0: up. <laughs> okay, guys, this link will be in the description below. And it's a YouTube video, which will make a lot of sense towards that joke. So pause this video, look at that link, ignore that eBay one up top, and you'll be fine.
1: That was amazing. That video is so good. It's so worth worthwhile. It's like three or four minutes long. It's the best thing I've ever seen. It made my whole damn day.
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh, But yeah, no, it's kind (laughs) of sad because like the Warhammer world, it's so good. And now they came out with a new one, but it's essentially just you're playing as like the chosen from the gods and it's a crazy power fan, like pretty much like a power trip one. And yeah, I
1: don't know. So let me ask you a question. You have all your, you have all your Warhammer dolls, right?
0: Yeah. I have all my Warhammer dolls. I spent too much money.
1: No, it's fine. No. So have you found someone locally? Do you play Warhammer locally? Uh, Yeah, i
0: Play with a couple buddies, but ever since they've started kind of um, over the past year or so, Mm -hmm. they've really started f***ing people over, and their rules, pretty much ninth edition killed it for me.
1: Okay, so that's what I'm getting at, right? So let's talk about weird mechanics and how to do crazy shit. You need to convince your buddies and give us a progress report. Use your Warhammer dolls, but use the Savage Worlds mass battle rules. And that's all you use is the mass battle rules to fight out a, a Warhammer scenario
0: one of them i'd probably be able to do the other one if Uh it's not for if it's not made by games workshop he will he would rather piss on it so he's one uh, of
1: those he's a heretic but i'm just curious if you could do a scenario because they have little scenarios right is how the game is played That'd be kind of cool to see what you did. If if I'm curious, if Savage Worlds rules really hold up in a. It would be a fun mass battle system. Are you
0: talking uh, the Suede system or? Yeah,
1: the Suede yeah. system It's tokens only. You make a couple of rolls, and then, I mean because the battles are like designed to be over quickly.
0: Yeah, that would be now,
2: cool. Now y- you do know that there used to be an actual miniatures yes rule set for Savage Worlds. Yes, back the first edition. I believe I have it actually.
1: I have the. Yeah, I have I've got
2: it somewhere. I've got the PDF somewhere.
1: I say, yeah, I think I have the PDF and I have all I have every edition a hard cover of Savage Worlds too from the beginning yeah. to now. Yeah. yeah. so I'm just curious. I know the whole it's kind of yeah, a hard tape because the individual units you'd have to assign like edges to them maybe to reflect their different things, but there's also books for that that could help you out.
0: Yeah, but to be honest, I would still be less complicated than uh 40k.
1: Oh, I'm sure it would. You just flip cards and roll dice and you're done.
0: Yeah. And if you look at 40K's rules, which like, I, sorry for any people on here who are playing 40K, but you guys got to admit some consistency would be kind of (laughs) nice because it's like, oh, you have this rule for this unit and it's called, you know, um, I don't know. I don't really care anymore. Oh,
1: um, found the poser. (laughs)
0: What <laughs> keep going that's go
2: what
1: everyone's go. thinking you can't even name one rule bro <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um but like they'll ha- I'm, i was trying to think of one that has like the same rule rule but a different name and that's just it they'll have they have a lot of rules for different units and because it's in a different faction uh that unit's rule name will be different and that's one part that i really don't like and people are like oh but it's more thematic i'm like yeah but you know if you if a drakari player says a name of a uh, uh, of a moot like of something that they have is like well my guys have this I'm like I have no idea what it was well if they and that's why a lot of times they will like yeah no they have a they have a five up involunt in- or a feel no pain I'm like okay I know what a, I know what a five up involunt is but they'll have some sort of na- different name for it even though the mechanics are totally the same that's what I'm trying to get at is like they just have so many weird names so it might actually be simpler to do a Savage Worlds game mass battle than an actual 40k game that takes three, four five hours.
1: Yeah, sure. Cause I'm just thinking like instead of tokens, your actual dolls could count as a token each, right? Yeah.
0: Cause oh, you, totally. you have a,
1: you, have, you got a point build on the army and all that jazz. So I, I don't know. It's just a food for thought. just an exercise to see like if it was fun or not.
0: Yeah, no, I, I might be able to uh, rope in a friend to do that. you got to be cool. Yeah.
1: I don't know why I think it'd be cool. I just think it'd be interesting to see how it handles it.
0: just the fascination of it all right yeah basically and and even like like when we came up here i said okay we're gonna be talking about dice but the thing is is it's so ingrained in any rpg that you can't help but just start talking about rpgs whenever you talk about dice
1: well yeah you i mean because even on standard excuse me standard systems like i have the bunkers and badasses box set so they made a role-playing game four borderlands called bunkers and badasses which is the game played in the video game right with tiny tina running it and so the book looks like tiny tina wrote it and it's awesome because it's got her her crazy zany wit all over it and stuff but they use a d20 in it but they use a badass d20 as well and it's but see even in there the rules are just this different version of how you use a d20 and what's going on with it and Mm -hmm. you have to pull certain things into it you know um yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't think you can escape talk discussing dice mechanic without getting into a couple of specific RPGs that kind of try to go their own way or do go their own way.
0: Oh yeah. Like even um like let's look at PBTA, which is mm-hmm. um, just uses a simple two D six and then you add a couple additions and just how they have the rules, it's like, okay, well you only got this total, so you have consequences, or you totally yeah. succeed, or you totally fail. And that's just two D six. And then you look at Blades in the Dark, which was essentially kind of almost like an offshoot with a totally like it was pretty much a stripped down pbta system originally that was really built into almost like an entirely new game and it and instead for that one it uses like okay five six is a success and that's the same dice played in very different ways and you may only have two dice still for uh blades in the dark or sometimes maybe three but that's really it
1: yeah yeah it's a neat system and that's why i saw someone i think it was today they were on reddit and they were like i've discovered how to i've i've math. it's just so stupid i've mathed out how to use uh the d20 in powered by the apocalypse games like are you stupid why just roll the f-ing d6s roll 2d6 why and, do you want a d20
0: and probably that's because the d20 is his favorite dice Simple as that. Like it, it's crazy because like even if you think about it, uh the D twenty, it's like, oh well you could just do, you know, eight you could just do three D six and you know eighteen less, like GERPS. And sure, sure. It's the same thing. It's just, you know, two less numbers. And I'm you not... can really change any system to use any dice if you really wanted oh, to. Oh, absolutely.
1: Hell with Neon Blood. I all I had the rules still in an old beta version of it where the target number was 16, but if you rolled like 15 or like 13 to 15, it was a a partial success. I was taking that kind of approach and I just realized that it was not going to work for an OSR based game.
0: Yeah. Well, and even then it's like some systems, the dice are so ingrained, like you said, you for OSR, like I, I can't see OSR using anything but a D20 except for maybe damages and all that kind of stuff. But for main rolling like it's kind of almost ingrained into it and in order to use something else would almost just change the system entirely.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean like uh, are you guys familiar with index card RPG and how it uses dice and I've
2: heard of it, but I've never I've heard of index, but
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of neat because it uses all the dice and like uh, it's a D20 system, but how to best explain it. So like if you have uh, like your character, your character is like, it rolls a d20 but you have a a level of effort that you get to that you get to kind of use or add in so like the the d10 if you're really good at something or your ultimate dice you have a magical effect dice which is the d8 um the the ultimate is a d12 and so there's these little staggered steps on the character sheet i know i'm not really doing it justice by explaining it but it's just it it really shows everything out and then like it kind of it's kind of genius because it video games the rest of the system as well. So, like, uh, a door may have um, I don't know, like five hearts, let's say, and so you've got to roll against that five hearts, and your your level of success and what you're doing and what you're doing matters, and how you're affecting that, and so you're essentially whittling down hit points, if you will, of chests and locks and doors and it's it's an interesting system of how, how it was designed huge mm. following huge following actually well not huge not like millions of people but you know and I, his an- art his an- art is an- awesome. awesome yeah tens uh, of people yeah, are following it <laughs> tens of, no, no he's got he's got thousands of people who follow him but like, the art is phenomenal i have the deck of cards that i use it for uh, Savage world's fantasy hmm. we have I ones
0: like of twos of fans yeah it's like us <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like our podcast people hey, download hey, it hey, don't even leave we... a like
1: no comments
0: i okay to our listeners you guys are awesome like the guys who listen to our podcast they listen every single week and i love you guys for that like it's <laughs> great to see that like i can't see the exact people but you know I can but see I the numbers there. when they come, and I'm like, okay, I can, I, I, I can see it's from this various region or anything like this. Like over the past month, we have gained actually a pretty decent UK audience. Cool. No, yeah, I, think I don't it's know fun, how yeah. Many, yeah, I don't know how many, but you guys in the UK, hello, thank you for tuning in. Fantastic. Nice. But yeah. So is this the appropriate time to bring in the sex moves mechanic from? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Look? okay finder go about your favorite that's mechanic. not
2: that's that's, that's not a mechanic that's,
0: that's a move that's not a mechanic. mechanic hey, do you have do you have to roll for it yeah you have to roll oh, therefore man. how sexy you are in bed is oh, a, a dice mechanic God, my fucking head hurts <laughs> what a just fucking stupid
1: i'm sorry I'm a werewolf, but I'm in love with Finders, uh, half-vampire, half-banshee, tween.
0: Oh, you're talking about Monster Hearts. Fucking but...
1: stupid as well, which is dumb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's not no, how I n- play role-playing game. That's when dice enjoy... go bad. That's not. Just... a dice. Yeah, it's just whatever, you know, man.
2: speaking of when dice go bad, though, Uh-oh. Uh, there is a mechanic that I really like. What's that? Um, and I've seen it in multiple <laughs> game systems and different iterations, right? And that is the ability to do a reroll. Savage oh. Worlds has the Bennies. Mm-hmm. Um, your mutant, your Zero has the ability to push a roll. Warhammer, you can reroll. Um, and there are ways that all of those systems do things differently to limit how much people can reroll. But I love the fact that the fate of the of the story or the game or whatever it is that people are doing isn't isn't dependent or hinges upon one stupid die roll that if you're like me it always fails with the last minute
1: yeah true do you know has a cool die mechanic that is is cool because it doesn't require like i you know i love Benny's i love the inspiration from fifth edition even though almost no one uses it they have to be reminded of it constantly yeah um the new call of cthulhu you can push a roll so if you don't if you fail a roll you can push the roll And it gets harder to accomplish, and then there's like narrative feed, you know, fallout and feedback if you fail it again. Uh, And I always thought that I think that's a really that's a really neat mechanic they put in the the game, uh, especially an investigative game.
0: Well, kind of speaking on the same thing, like even um, Mm -hmm. Wrath and Glory, uh, game that me and Finder are in. I like they have a reroll mechanic, but the way how they actually do it, it's very interesting because like you'll whenever you're rolling dice or anything like that um you'll end up having extras and you can convert those extras depending on like what you rolled in order to either get like glory points so that you have like you can roll an extra dice on this mechanic or you can get it for the ra- uh what's the what was it the right wrath token i think uh where yeah. you'll be able to re-roll your rolls and like they have everything so it's like okay i have x amount of things i can either do extra damage or i can save this di- or i can save this for a reroll, or i can save this for um you know adding a bonus dice in the future for me or one of my players yeah. so like, i thought they had actually a really interesting dice mechanics um that's for cool. me to like <clears throat> yeah
1: sorry go ahead i'm sorry
0: if it wasn't for the layout, honestly, it would probably be one of my favorite games. It's just the layout for me kind of kills it.
1: Sounds like a little bit like Conviction for Savage Worlds now, the new Suede Conviction, right?
2: Oh,
0: you,
1: get, you get that Although, you get...
2: know, a lot of people miss out on the really cool aspect of Conviction, which is you can use
0: Benny's to keep it going.
1: Right, yeah. Well, also in the updated, right, there's no limit to how many Conviction you can have. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah. I mean, actually it's, it's... just picked up the new Suede Rules.
1: Yeah, it's totally about I mean it's a really smart idea and it's it's kind of interesting and it does kind of what you were talking about too for a system that you know I'm a little more familiar with
0: yeah because but, um, but yeah. who is it it was uh, our guest from a few session uh, episodes ago Russ he's actually joining us in our group and he was asking us he like hey where do I get the suede rules oh, yeah. I was like oh okay so I end up sending him the thing and then I realized I only have the old book so I end up kind of just uh, picking it up uh, for pretty much our future games. And the book yeah. itself is actually it's nice it's a nice book. Uh you can yeah. see artwork from all the other games that they've kind of implemented into it. So
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean they go all out. They're they're yeah, the writing is a little more friendly on it this time yeah, around.
0: Yeah, it, it literally wasn't even two hours ago that I got it and nice. I still haven't touched it yet. Well, I haven't been able to read it yet. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I don't know.
1: What other weird mechanics are there? There's um well, some there's games- the- well, some games do away with mechanics altogether for some things right like gumshoe yeah. uh if there's shit you're supposed to find you're gonna find it instead of you know everything hinging on one one shitty dice roll <laughs> no
0: then that makes a lot of sense because like of course another part of rolling dice is people do it too much sometimes and they yeah. over rely on having to roll for everything we yeah. talk, talked about in the past one but it's like a ranger probably shouldn't have to roll a dice climb a tree
1: yeah no. No, I think it's because a lot of GMs will have you do it because players tend to want to roll dice and it's mm-hmm. sort of a comfort zone of like, or it's also a nervous habit of like, well, I don't know what's happening next. So once you guys uh, roll the dice real fast and my bad habit is is I want you to like I got out of the habit like old school is like, oh, you didn't ask if there was a secret door in the fucking room to check for us, so, you know, go fuck you. And I'm like, no, man, you're playing characters who are your professionals. And so I take that consideration of like, what would your professional thief be doing? Cool. Hey, thief, give me a notice roll. Okay, cool. You pass it. Hey, there is an odd breeze shifting from a part of this room and you can't really make it out. And then that gives you the clue to say, oh, okay, well, cool. Let me go check on something, right? And I kind of do that. And then we're going to have another role more than likely, right, to see if you can actually find it. I just want to give you the the heads up that there's something going on. Uh, and even if not, you know, that die roll also counts as making you suspicious as a professional. Like there's something you should have probably known. And I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I do it too much as well. I mean, you guys play with me, but that's just kind of where a lot of the times I call for a role comes from. Is mm-hmm. You know, you know.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. Finder, you got any interesting
2: mechanics? Dread. Uh, well, there, there's a couple of them that come to mind that uh, we haven't talked about. I can't remember the name of the one game. It's not Fiasco, but it's kind of like that, where you use a Jenga tower instead of dice at all. Dread. Dread. Thank you. That's yep. that's the one. Yep. yep. Um, and the, when I was reading up on that a little bit because it interested me, um, was the whole idea that that is supposed to help simulate that sense of Dread that your character should be feeling because you now have to pull this tile out of the jenga tower, and if it fails or if the tower falls, you lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I thought that's an interesting way, and and hey, that, isn't that a board game as well? Um, and then ten candles has some interesting stuff where you've got like literally ten candles that you light, and the DM starts out with, or the GM, I suppose I should say. Sorry, Wizards of the Coast. Um, the GM has zero dice to begin with, and it is through the characters themselves doing stuff that the GM finally starts getting dice as they fail or as they roll certain uh, certain numbers. The GM gets those dice. And so that helps build that sense of dread as well, as you see your pool of dice leaving uh, you have fewer to do things with. And this is as the game's progressing. So um, there's that. And even the candles themselves have a game impact because if a candle goes out for any reason, the game progresses forward uh, to the next stage. And so if all the candles go out, let's say somebody sneezed or whatever, and you blew the candles out, you are that far ahead uh, just by the fact that those candles have gone out.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Like you you've talked about it before, but like it 10 Kennels sounds like a really interesting game. I don't know how how the playability like replayability of it would be. Well, it, it's it's literally one shot because
2: it, so there's a series of the, the book comes with like three or four or five different scenarios. Yeah. Um but every game the, the game's the whole premise is you're dead at the end of this game. So after these three or four hours, however long it takes to play the game, the characters all die. So it's not designed for campaigns.
0: No, I meant like replayability as in like –
2: The gimmick of it?
0: Oh, oh, gotcha. So the replayability of each scenario
2: can actually be – if you're with a creative group of people and friends – It's easy because you kind of set the parameters at the beginning and you are not necessarily in control of your character because um, you you come up with like one aspect of your character, but then the person next to you will influence that character based on the way the the whole rule set up. So um, you could do it fairly easily if you have the right group of friends.
1: Hmm. I mean – in the time you have talked about this, I literally rewrote The Haunting from Call of Cthulhu in my head to use 10 candles within seconds. <laughs> and now I'm like, I really want to play fucking 10 candles Call of Cthulhu because I know exactly how I would do it. And I know exactly how it would end when the last candle goes out. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Well, this I think that, that one fast. we would have to do over video.
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even think you could do VTT on 10 candles to make it as no. effective. Because ideally, you got 10 candles and your room is dim and, you know, it's real creepy and shit. Yeah. So, cause, oh, man. Yeah, cause I, I, every, I actually
2: thought of a way that you could okay. do it on a VTT. Yeah. But you you do lose the aspect of the candle going out spontaneously for no reason um, or from somebody breathing too hard or whatever. Right yeah um but there are mechanics within the game itself that give you a specific time when you're supposed to blow
0: a candle out yeah sure it's not out already
1: i guess if you had everyone like hey dim your lights um yeah you know get your cameras on but dim your lights make sure it's dark because we're only going to use like fog of war with these 10 candles so all you're seeing is the glow of your screen and yeah. even now roll 20 now has what dark mode on it so
2: Yep. yeah i don't the, know the difficult part would be the the voice recording
1: oh yeah true
2: um Because part of the game is you pass around a voice recorder uh, where you're leaving, like this is at the beginning of the game, you're leaving a message to whoever finds this message, right? And every player goes around and makes the recording. And then after the last candle is out, they play that last message. And so you get to hear all these messages that were recorded at the beginning of the game. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, that'd be a tough one. You know, there's like a youtube live play of it if, if you want to see what it looks like in action it was a pretty interesting uh
1: nice game. Uh, it, it was I'll,
2: interesting enough that i'm like you know what I'll, I'll buy that game and i'll see if i can figure out a way to play it uh, yeah
1: now i want to get it it'd be it. fun because
2: i think I, can I, do, I think
0: you could do uh, it uh, yeah. do the recording part even on here because like even the program that we use you can yeah. stop pause like you can stop it you can pause the recording and you can still keep on talking So you could easily record a certain thing, and then it all gets just sent to, uh, like it all just becomes one singular file. So then you can just share that one file to everyone. Would it be
1: creepy though? I don't know. Like we ran Call of Cthulhu. Was Call of Cthulhu creepy at all online? No. Yeah. See, I was like, I don't think it's. I don't think horror games are that well played online.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Because human beings really feed off of like that that energy coming off of each other in a room.
0: No, that's a hundred percent true. Like, yeah. And by yourself, like. Yeah. The only You're just thing like, that's scary <laughs> is one of my cats coming up and attacking me.
1: Right. Like. Okay. Yeah. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah. It,
2: one other. I'm sorry, Scott. One other you mechanic don't... that I I think I would love to try out sometime is the game dialect.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's right up my alley. I'm looking. I kept looking at it, and I was like. Man, how do you talk about dialect? I, I love
2: that game. Just, see, I, I haven't even read the book yet. I, uh, I have the book man. and I have the deck of cards sitting here on my desk. I haven't yeah, read it man. yet. And I have been like this close, if you could see my fingers like inches apart, from buying the compendium on Roll20, even though I know I would never end up playing the compendium. Or it's using on just <laughs>
1: such a cool game, and as a professional linguist, it's just like this is just so awesome. I just nerded the fuck out when I got it. I was like, "This is so great!"
0: There, actually, I thought of another game too. <laughs> What's uh, that? I think I think it even won some awards, but that game, uh, Alice, is missing. Yeah, oh, you're I've right. Heard of it. I've not, uh, not it, it, seen. It. I don't know it's anything about it. You, it's all meant to be done in silent, and it's all done through yes. text messages.
1: Yep. Yeah, you're right. No, it, it won a lot of awards because it's actually a very clever, uh, very very clever um, uh, a game. Yeah. There's um. There's that. There's one that was um. No, that was a video game, but it was uh. for... the perspective that you're blind. So there's nothing on the screen, but it's an audio drama that you use your headphones for to kind of go along and uh, take the story forward. And then uh, there's one PBTA that I have that the GM plays the character trying to survive like a high altitude mountain pass, like there's an accident. And now you're trying to survive like the snowstorm and the drifts and the players at the table play the elements in the mountain.
2: So the players are trying to kill the GM.
1: Yes, they're trying to kill that character, and the GM is making them. They're making the moves, and that 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 fictional character is trying to not succumb to you know the harsh reality of nature. That's yeah, interesting. That's yeah, that's
0: that's, uh, that's a, a different take on a normal game. It almost yeah, reminds yeah. me of that one video game, uh, The Long Dark. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know. It also reminds me of a scenario. I so my my Friday gaming group, uh, we've got this setting for lack of a better term called flux, which is our throwaway game. Like when we don't nobody has a game plan, we'll play flux. and the the idea behind flux is all characters are gonna die at the end, but they're all brought back to life because they're not really in this fantasy realm. The first game they got transported into these bodies of angels and demons. And the demons were trying to get this kid in a barn to commit suicide, and the angels were trying to prevent that. And the party randomly went into either an angel or a demon, so it was a total PvP um, party Ooh. versus each other, trying to do something really dark or prevent something from really dark happening. It was it was a lot of fun to play that scenario. Yeah, that
1: sounds cool. Yeah,
2: dark. Sound
0: cool.
1: Yeah, d- yeah. I was going to ask you something, but I'm not going to. But yeah. <laughs> No it sounds uh, it sounds really interesting.
0: So back onto the subject of dice. one, one last thing. Um, do you guys have any um, superstitions that you do with dice? I don't know I've you... been
2: VTT for so long, so no because <laughs> with roll 20, I can't really change my dice out. Yeah. before that, if dice would go bad, I would purgatory them for a while and I'd pull out new dice um my sons even on vtt they never start a game without rolling a d100 to see how it rolls and if it rolls poorly they change their character color or they change their like (laughs) player color in roll 20 to change the color of the dice and they roll again and when they get a good color they're like okay that's that's the color of my dice now oh i love it i love it that's amazing
0: what about you scott you got any for uh
2: no man, I'm not.
1: I'm not superstitious of that shit. <laughs> they're just, they're just randomizers. It doesn't oh, matter. I, I do believe the roll I... twenty sucks balls, and then it's <laughs> garbage when it comes to making an algorithm work. Oh, but because yeah. yeah, sometimes the roll twenty just does not calculate well.
0: No, it doesn't. I definitely have some superstitions uh whenever i especially if i'm playing like a game with multiple dice like i always have like three or four of each and i'll make them battle it out and it's like <laughs> the lowest what the lowest ones it's like if i it's a, if like let's say it's all these sixes and i only need five for the game well i have like 25 so i'm gonna roll them all and i'll take out the sixes and i'll take the fives then i'll roll the ones that are left again and then i'll take out that and then i'll only keep then i'll roll like let's say i have like 15 left I'll roll. If I get enough that are on like the highest number of six, I'll keep those ones and only five of them. And if I have more than that, I will make sure to figure that out. But then I also, I kind of also have a dice purgatory, but I more make it a dice hell. Um, so when I have dice that actively perform horribly over a long period of time, I put them to the side and I actually put them in a different bag. And my whole goal is to eventually out of all the failed dice to glue them together and then like put them together, resin them so that they're totally solid together and make a dice tower out of all the failed dice, so that when a dice goes down that dice tower, it knows what its fate can potentially be.
1: <laughs> the, the f- is wrong with
0: <laughs> hey, Newsflash,
2: Santa: dice don't have a brain; <laughs> they don't understand the threat. Well, say oh, that man. to that
0: one that got one five freaking times in a row. How the say... hell do you get a one five times in a row? No, I don't know. I do like the
1: idea though; it's pretty cool. Like. That's actually kind of cool.
0: I know. It, it, do yeah. I really believe that? I, no, I, I know yes. it isn't, but it's more fun to believe that they don't. It's role you playing, be- just in real
1: life. You know you believe
0: it. I believe. <laughs> I want to believe. Yep.
1: We're going to do but, some ASMR real fast with dice clacking.
0: <laughs> Ooh. And I don't know
1: if <laughs> I-, <laughs> I hate you so
0: much. <laughs> Oh my god, that was awesome! I loved it. Oh, I was not expecting that. No one was. I always
2: have dice next to me,
0: man. Well, no. You know what? I think I think I think that's. Oh yeah, speaking of uh, was it, ASMR and all that shit, although not actually talking about ASMR. <laughs> uh If you guys go to Role Playing as Smart People on YouTube, I'm starting to put the episodes onto YouTube, and hopefully. We will be releasing some video stuff down the line. Maybe I'll do some reviews. Um so yeah, that's something to look forward to. Just kind of made me think of that for some strange reason. Oh. Yeah, maybe we'll do why, maybe we'll do Dice ASMR for There you going. go.
1: Yeah. We'll do some actual plays so people can be like, let's <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is.
0: Yeah. You guys <laughs> talk shit about everything.
1: Be like, including each other. I don't know. I mean I want to do actual plays, but it's gonna require some some editing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it
1: was a little spicy, so
0: yeah, yeah, we'll just have to. No, yeah. we can't keep a PC.
1: Ah, no? no, no. I when I go to cons, that's well, even when I meet new groups. Well, I think I did the guys the first time, too. I was like, hey, I'm gonna be totally honest, I spent almost 30 years as a professional sailor. Uh, I'm not going to control what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if, if there are naughty words you don't like to hear, you got to let me know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, that'll be a project, I guess, for me. <laughs>
2: I'm,
0: just gonna, I'm, just,
1: I'm just keeping it 100. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not like it's terrible things. It's just like it's, you know, FF and, FF and FF and FF and FF and FF. Yeah, I went to one con. I forgot to set the age limit. And this someone brought their teenager and I was
2: like, no.
0: Why, ah, fuck.
1: why god why have you forsaken me? <laughs> i was like yeah we're gonna play a game about you guys being uh murderous hobos this is gonna go well so awesome and then uh you stub your toe and you say gosh darn it the sword slides into your throat and you're like oh no help me
2: <laughs> i got something stuck on my throat oh <laughs> yeah oh <exactly>. gosh golly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: let go
1: why do you yeah. swear so much? Because I know real military people talk, and we do not. We're yeah. not nice. We have really sick sense of humor.s <laughs> Anyway, dice mechanics. There you go.
0: Well, um, what? Yeah, no, it's it, it's. We do plan to try and release some video stuff. I'm working on maybe some reviews for maybe Mark Borg, maybe another game. Uh, oh, so yeah. that'll be fun. Um, also, yeah, we do want to do some live plays of. Uh, RPGs. So if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. We would love to. Uh, we're hitting Ooh. about the yeah. That's I, a good idea. Love... Yeah, let's, yeah play like they... let's play what. Yeah. you guys want us to play, man. I'm, I'm cool with
1: challenged. That. Name anything.
0: Yeah, we'll play it as long you
1: as it's probably... <laughs> strip dialect. <laughs> 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 oh, no, your verb is out of fashion. Take it off.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So RP people, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Wait, no,
2: no, 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 oh, no! You're forgetting something. I did. Okay,
0: Finder, what do we learn today?
2: Well, for those that were listening to the last episode we recorded, which, which was what uh, changing RPC, changing systems, I'm going to yeah, give you that's, one because that's like we did three didn't get episodes that. ago. Duh. That's okay. I don't care. I'm giving it to him now. We learned <laughs> that Santa loves to do accents. And voices in his games, and so if you want to hear him do an entire episode in an accent and a voice, all you need to do is like comment and let him know,
0: so and he will do
2: that for you. Uh, today, though, we learned that Santa is really naive about. How...
0: Oh, look at that! He actually got muted. <laughs> oh, why would he... did he mute himself? No, I muted him. No. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> uh,
2: but we learned that uh there's going to be an asmr mechanic in some future game oh mm-hmm. god
1: no please but not uh,
2: oh i'm working on it man oh, i'm working on god. it um, send me the audio i'll
0: put it to a video uh, <laughs> I want to
1: throw up when i hear that shit
0: you'll be throwing up on uh, glorious asmr dice that's oh, god <laughs> Do you want to know what it sounds
1: like when you put a banana deep inside your mouth?
0: <laughs> like, no.
1: No, I never did actually want to know that shit. So,
0: no. I don't get ASMR. I don't, but.
1: No, me either.
0: Some people love uh, it. I don't, I don't get it, but.
2: Uh, I will remain silent on the topic so that people can make their own opinions about what I like or don't like.
0: I bet you're an ASMRite. Right? <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, nah, I, I had to look it up to see what it even was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: come on. He doesn't even listen to podcasts. <laughs> we all <know> yeah. that. <laughs> Our f-ing resident boomer. Yep. <laughs>
2: Get off my lawn. I know. Uh, So, uh, Just for what that, we... I'm not, I'm not going to give any more comments about what we've learned this this session.
0: Well, oh, shit. You didn't okay. talk about what we learned this session yet.
2: Yeah, I yeah, did. I, no, I said talk... that you're naive when it comes to die, to die, buying. You muted me, so you didn't hear me. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's why. Okay.
2: But I did say that uh, we learned that you are naive when it comes to buying dice because you can only buy D6s in bulk. mm -hmm. Um, We (laughs) have learned that there are a lot of interesting systems out there with interesting mechanics that go beyond the dice. Cards are awesome. True. That's where I'm going to end.
0: All right. Recording. Well, RP people, that's all the time we had for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode where we try and discuss dice. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to us at rpsmartpeople at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at rpsmartpeople. Also, we have now the YouTube channel that just popped out. Right now, it's just uh, audio with a little picture of our nice little RP Smart People thing. Uh, at and just search "role playing as smart people." I uh, hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.